up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Friday, December 24th. A happy Christmas. If you happen to celebrate it. Happy holidays just in general, man. And a happy Friday to you. Last night got off to a good start, hopefully for you. Maybe you're in a hole, but you know what? Let's make the smart start-sit decisions, and let's take down these semifinal games. Of course, like we always do on a Friday, I'm going to break down the remaining matchups. Let's not forget, there are two games tomorrow. Give yourself a little reminder around 3 o'clock Eastern, and then again around 6.45 Eastern to just check in actives. (laughs) You never know this week, and you don't want to get burnt by something silly like that. First game, of course, is Cleveland and Green Bay. Cleveland is back to... Closer to full strength. They won't be entirely at full strength because regardless of his COVID status, Kareem Hunt won't play in this one, so expect a ton of Nick Chubb. He's an elite play. I have him as my number two running back right now. But it looks like Jarvis and Baker should be back. As of right now, they're not actually technically activated, but Kevin Stefanski seemed optimistic they would be. To me, that would mean that they are asymptomatic at this point, and we're just waiting on negative tests, but we shall see. Anyway, on the other side, Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP-level football. We know he's an elite option. We know Devontae Adams is locked in. We know Aaron Jones is basically locked in, along with uh, A.J. Dillon as a flex option. This one's a straightforward game. Moving on to the second contest, Indy and Arizona. Indy's straightforward. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman for a bounce back. That's about it, but... On the other side, definite question mark with James Conner. Did not practice at all this week. Now, he said he's optimistic, he's confident he's going to play. We got from Cliff Kingsbury, maybe not as confident. Uh, He said game time decision. So I would plan for him, you know, plan for the worst, right? Plan for him to not play. If he does play, I'll still use him as an RB2 regardless of his his, uh, injury because it's really a touchdown play. That's where he comes with, you know, his, his most value for fantasy purposes. 14 rushing touchdowns on the season. If he does not go, Chase Edmonds slides up into back-end RB2 territory. Using Christian Kirk as a wide receiver two, A.J. Green as a wide receiver three, Kyler, of course, and Ertz, of course. Moving on to Sunday's slate, Detroit-Atlanta does not look good for Jared Goff, and ordinarily we'd say, who the bleep cares? Well, I do. (laughs) That's who. Unfortunately... Amon Ross St. Brown is going to slide back in rankings. He went from being a pretty solid wide receiver two play to now being a very iffy wide receiver three play with Tim Boyle in there. And of course, that's all we're using out of the wideouts. As far as running back is concerned, I don't know if DeAndre Swift is going to play this week. If he practices in full today, I don't have a practice report in front of me here. I wanted to get this out early because I know a lot of people... Have their, uh, you know, have some festivities tonight, tomorrow, etc. So trying to get this out there for you. Anyway, if he if he is full, obviously he'll play. If he is limited, I I don't know if he plays. And if I had to choose one of these guys, it'd be Craig Reynolds, but not with much confidence because I, Jamal Williams will be back. But I, I do like Reynolds just slightly more. He's just a super risky flex play. On the Atlanta side, it's kind of giddy up for Cordero. Kind of. It's it's definitely giddy up for Cordero Patterson. Using Russell Gage as a wide receiver three, but touchdown upside. He just may get game scripted out of this one if they run away with it. Kyle Pitts still awesome. And Mike Davis, a desperation flex play. Baltimore-Cincinnati does not look like Lamar is going to play. Probably the most common question I'm being asked, where am I going to rank Huntley? I'm going to rank Huntley as a top 10 guy, man. After last week, I'd be foolish not to. He'll probably slide right in at 10. 
no impact to Marquise Brown, no impact to Mark Andrews, but Ian Rappaport basically saying Lamar Jackson not looking good. And uh, so I believe him, yo. I believe him. On the other side, straightforward, Joe Mixon practicing in full, so we're good there. Joe Burrow, back-end quarterback one. I love Chase and Higgins in this one. Good spot for them. That's going to be a fun game right there. Rams, Minnesota. Okay, no Dalvin Cook. Uh, He is unvaccinated, part of the reports, so it'll be 10 days on the COVID list. So we're right back to where we were with Alexander Madison. Rock-solid RB1, and it's a mid-pack matchup against the Rams. Kirk Cousins good to go. Justin Jefferson locked in, even if he sees a shadow from Ramsey. And Adam Thielen trending towards getting back. On the other side, no. No. That's the answer. Should you run out and pick up Cam Akers? No. I I don't see how he's going to play. I think this is them opening up a 21-day window to see if Akers is good enough to play in the playoffs. If he is, wow, they get a nice little pop. If he isn't, okay, after 21 days, he reverts to season-ending injured reserve. This is one of those where, why not? Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you take a look? But no, he's not going to be back. I do think it's still Sony Michelle as lead back. I'm ranking him as a top 20 guy, RB19. And Daryl Henderson is going to stay on the bench for me this week. Love Cooper Cup. Love Matthew Stafford, Odell, and Van Jefferson sliding in as wide receiver threes. And Tyler Higby was activated off the reserve COVID list, so he is at least a flexible, or not a flexible, a streamable tight end option. Tight end 14 for Tyler Higby. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk Buffalo and New England round two. Ah, COVID. More COVID, more COVID, more COVID. Not what we're asking for. It's not like cowbell. We don't want more of it, but we're getting it. And Gabe Davis will not play in this one, landing on the reserve COVID list, along with Cole Beasley, who will not play. All of a sudden, Emmanuel Sanders is a wide receiver three plus. He looks like he will be back on the field. So you got plenty of Stephon Diggs. You got Manny Sanders. Dawson Knox is in a great spot, too. Now, do we que- or do we trust, and, and Josh Allen, by the way, I'm going to use him regardless, but do we trust Devin Singletary? And I think the short answer is no, I don't think we can trust any Buffalo Bills running back based on what we've seen this season, but he is the best bet to be the lead back in this one, so I will use him as a front-end RB3. On the other side, Ramondre Stevenson hasn't practiced on Wednesday or Thursday, no practice for him, so we don't know what his status will be. It's being called non-COVID, but it is an illness. So if he doesn't go, expect a ton of Damian Harris. If he does go, I'm going to use Harris ahead of him, but they'll both be flex options. Otherwise, not really trying to use anything other than Hunter Henry in this one. He's a top 12 play after last week's big performance. Jags, Jets, literally I have one thing for you. I, I mean, maybe two. James Robinson is going to be a great play in this one. Otherwise, I can't use anybody else in this game with confidence. I could see Michael Carter, but probably, if you're anything like me, You used Michael Carter last week, and you're not playing this week. So he's RB29. I don't love that play, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Laquan Treadwell does slide up a little bit, but not a a lot because LaVisca Chenault is on uh, reserve COVID. So Laquan Treadwell and Marvin Jones are both desperation flex plays. I wouldn't use them, though, if I could get away with it uh Giants Eagles all right on the Philly side Jalen Hurts should be good to go even though he's limited in practice I'm not worried about him 
Miles Sanders, I am a little bit more worried about, though. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. That could be a little bit of rest following his uh, his uh, Tuesday night football game, but it also could be worse than that. If he doesn't go, I would expect a full-blown committee. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Kenny Gainwell. I would like Jordan Howard the best out of that group, but only as a flex option. If Miles Sanders does go, he's a top 20 option. In fact, he is at 20. Using Dallas Goddard, of course, fate. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate you if you faded Devonte Smith here. On the other side, only Saquon Barkley worth playing, and it does look like now Jake Fromm will be the starter. Initially, I had Glennon in there, but whatever. Doesn't really freaking matter. Tampa, Carolina. All right, Tampa side first. Uh, Leonard Fournette out for the remainder of the regular season. Ronald Jones, top ten option, RB eight. Mike Evans officially not going to play. He is out for this one. So no Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans. Antonio Brown, wide receiver 12. Yes, he is a wide receiver one this week. Here's what I expect from there. Plenty of Rob Gronkowski, a little bit of Cameron Brait, a little bit of OJ Howard, a little bit of Tyler Johnson, maybe some Scotty or Brashad Perryman or whoever else is out there. Not enough to use anybody other than Brown and Gronk. And we'll see a little bit of Keyshawn Vaughn, but not enough to use him. It's going to be all Ronald Jones. Tom Brady's still a top 10 option. On the other side, I don't think there's anybody who's usable unless DJ Moore goes. He is being called questionable for this game. I am not super optimistic on Moore. Uh, You know, we definitely have some question marks here. Uh, as of right now, yeah, being called questionable. So we shall see. If he goes, I think you have to play him. But otherwise, uh, obviously nobody else from the Carolina side. Chargers, Houston Texans. Now, there's nobody to play on the Texans, so I'm not even going to waste my time there because Brandon Cooks won't play in this one with res- uh, due to reserve COVID. Uh, speaking of reserve COVID, though, let's talk about Austin Eckler. So I'd mentioned this yesterday a couple times, a couple different different places. But Austin Eckler does a weekly podcast with Liz Loza over at Yahoo. And uh, it's a really, it's a great show. I love, you know, hey, I love Liz. I have mad respect for her. And uh, I, I love the fact that we have an active player doing a fantasy show. But even cooler, they had Dawson Knox on the show. And Dawson Knox has Austin Eckler on at least one of his fantasy rosters. I apparently plays in a couple leagues, which is awesome too. So Austin Eckler said that he is not optimistic that he's going to play, and he told Dawson Knox to pick up Justin Jackson. I don't know if we need any more evidence there. I have Justin Jackson ranked 18, do not expect Eckler to play. I love Keenan Allen, love Justin Herbert, love Mike Williams. The only problem here is they get game scripted out, but they could run the score up a little bit too. And Jared Cook is tight end 11, because remember, Donald Parham after that concussion Obviously didn't expect him to play. He's not going to play here. So that's at least good for Jared Cook. And and it's good to see that Donald Parham is uh, seemingly, you know, um, on the mend, you know, look, looking like he's feeling better. So, uh, but he'll be in the protocol for a good bit, I would assume. Chicago, Seattle, uh, seemed like Justin Fields is going to be an interesting streamer, but he popped up as a midweek downgrade with an ankle injury yesterday when DNP. We do have to seriously monitor that. Uh, what does that mean? It could mean Andy Dalton starts because Andy Dalton did come off of the reserve COVID list. It doesn't change my outlook for Cole Komet, tight end 13, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver 32, or David Montgomery, RB10, or RB9. If anything, plenty of Montgomery regardless. I actually really like him a lot this week. Great matchup. Great matchup. 
Uh, on the other side, can you trust Russ? No, but can you play Russ ahead of streamers? Yes. Quarterback 13. Tyler Lockett will be back, so that helps. He is off of the reserve COVID list. DK Metcalf's a little banged up, but should be fine for this one. Rashad Penny is risky, but I have him at RB24, so yeah, risky, but also comes with some pop. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know if Travis Kelsey plays. I don't know if Tyreek Hill plays. What I do know, and I can tell you this, this is one thing that I can point to where at least I have some confidence. The line for this game is not off. So if there was any uncertainty here, these books would be taken down the line. The line for this game is eight and a half. Kansas City, eight and a half. One would have to think if Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill did not play, that line would have to be a lot closer, right? It's not like Pittsburgh is terrible. I mean, sure, they're not a juggernaut right now, but this is not this isn't a bad team. This isn't the Jags. Now, granted, the Jags, it would probably be like 14 and a half, 15 and a half, something like that. But regardless, I think we are well, we're in a good spot, hopefully, with Kelsey, and I think we're in a good spot with Hill, but that could be wishful thinking because every single COVID case is different. So Plan for the worst, hope for the best. Now, if they don't go, what do you do with Mahomes? Because I'm getting a lot of questions about that. I think you still use him. Now, I am very bullish on him if they go. If they don't go, he's still going to be like quarterback eight or nine for me, so you're still using him in almost every instance. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, RB16, by the way. Uh, On the other side, I think Najee bounces back. Deontay Johnson in a great spot. And I don't think you can truly fade Chase Claypool. I have him at wide receiver 33, so not a terrible spot there. Um, Denver and the Raiders, no Teddy Bridgewater, so basically no passing game here. I I can't trust Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. I guess you could could use Noah Fant if you're kind of screwed at tight end. But I only have him at tight end 15. I just love Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon against this bad Raiders run defense. Williams, RB13. Very bullish on him, especially the way he's played down the stretch. And then Melvin Gordon, still pretty bullish, RB22. Both are startable. On the other side, I love the usage, the three-down usage for Josh Jacobs. Since John Gruden is out of there, they're like, oh, yeah, he's a three-down back. Like, duh, he was coming into the freaking league. Anyway, I'm not going to get started. RB10 for Jacobs, who's back in practice, and he's good to go. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I think he bounces back after last week. Uh, Wide receiver 13, no Waller likely, so another week of possibly streaming Foster Moreau. But you kind of have to be a little desperate there. Washington and Dallas, all eyes on Antonio Gibson. And, man, I am not confident here. Again, like Miles Sanders coming off of a Tuesday night game, like Miles Sanders not practicing this week, And I don't have Sanders' practice report for Friday, but I do have Gibson did not practice. And uh, Ron Rivera comparing this injury to last year's injury. If you remember, that cost him time. He is being called questionable. He is very much on the wrong side of questionable. I would not expect Antonio Gibson to play this week. So what do you do? Uh, Jared Patterson and Jonathan Williams will touch the ball. Patterson would be the better of the two, but I can't envision him as anything more... Then a flex option there, ugly situation. Uh, on the other side, pretty straightforward. CeeDee Lamb, top 10. Uh, Zeke, top 15. Mari Cooper, wide receiver three. Dalton Schultz, top 10 tight end uh, after last week. Hopefully the volume's still there. 
Dak, I, I could see possibly fading Dak. I have him at quarterback 11 right now. Uh, certainly far from an optimal play uh, right there. Let's round it out with Miami and New Orleans and uh, COVID yet again. Ian Book will be the starter for the New Orleans Saints. Not much confidence in Ian Book, although he does give you some mobility, but he basically takes out all of the pass catchers here. It's not a good situation for the pass catchers. Uh, but Alvin Kamara didn't really move my my outlook on him. It's not the best matchup for Kamara, but he should see plenty of volume. Now, on the other side, Miami, well, Duke Johnson, let's talk about him. I do think he's he's the lead back this week, but it is such a bad matchup. I mean, you're talking about a New Orleans defense that allows 3.54 yards per carry to opposing running backs. I don't want any piece of that if I can get away with it. I may not be able to get away with it, though. Otherwise, Jalen Waddle will be back. Devontae Parker, more of a wide receiver three. I talked about that yesterday. Mike Kosicki, still a top 10 tight end. Tua, I guess, is streamable, streamable, but I don't want to use him if I if I can. Yeah, there you go. All right, that wraps it up. Enjoy the holiday. Hopefully you get through. We're going to finish this thing out. We got one more full week of podcasts ahead of us. And then that last week there, I will, uh, I'll be taking a little bit of a break from the podcast. So this is uh, the, the final countdown, as Europe once said, and uh, not the continent. <laughs> the continent didn't say that. The final countdown. So I will catch you on Monday to recap all of the friggin' madness. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy everything. Enjoy it all, man. All right. I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out.